All right, here we go. Uh, Shadow Falls podcast. It's that damn Darce again. This is uh, episode fifteen. Yeah, episode fifteen. Um, damn, that number is steady climbing, steady climbing. Uh, today is what February fifth, Tuesday, twenty nineteen. Um, was this like the fourth podcast of the year already? Anyway, um, I wanted to talk about today uh, the Anthem beta or open demo or whatever the hell they were calling it. Um, my impressions on that. I want to talk about the uh, Final Fantasy XIV. They had the uh, the EU or the European Fan Fest in, in Paris this past weekend. Showed off a bunch of stuff. And uh, maybe I'll do a, a few uh, rumors and current controversies and you know some light news <clears throat> do that for the last segment maybe i don't know we'll see anyway uh anthem the uh the open beta it um i think the week prior they had like the private demo for people that pre-ordered and all of that jazz um and then this past weekend, they had to open shit where they let everybody play. And uh, yeah, I ended up downloading it. Uh, ended up downloading it two times. Not my proudest moment, but <laughs> I downloaded it for, for both consoles, the, uh, the Xbox One and the uh, PS4. Both uh, base consoles. I don't have a Pro or a, a One X or anything like that. Um and the reason I downloaded it twice is because I wanted to try out a few of the different uh, javelins, or you know, javelin being that game's equivalent of a class. <clears throat> because in the in the beta, you can only unlock one, one additional one. It lets you play with the uh, with the ranger class, and it was kind of a weird beta, kind of a weird demo because they start you off at level ten, and um, you kind of in the middle of the game. There's no tutorials, there's no, which I'm okay with, I kind of hate tutorials anyway, but um, seems to bother a lot of people <laughs> who don't actually like to, that's always weird to me, people don't like to experiment or try things or learn things on their own when it pertains to playing a game, but uh, yeah, this game just, or this beta rather, uh, it just throws you right in. Level, you're level 10 already. Uh, you have a few abilities. and um, I mean, it's really obvious how to play if you played any... If you play any Mass Effect uh, since, like, Part 2. <laughs> this being a Bioware game at all, you should you should get it. It's not, uh, it's not rocket science getting the hang of this stuff. The only thing you really have to get used to is the... Uh, is the movement controls, the flight... Which is a which is a probably the probably the best thing the best addition uh, to this like subgenre of uh, looter shooter the freedom of movement the amount of uh, different positions you can tank take flanking and it's not just you know one to one on the ground fighting um, you can dynamically reposition and strategically reposition. Uh, with the people you're playing with to like, you know, 
because it's, it's mainly well, it is uh, only a PVE game. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good uh, play with like uh, just positioning in general. There's a lot. There's a lot of good strategies you can come up with. Just uh, you know, just with the movement alone, which is really cool. But uh, yeah, they start you off at level ten. Um, they give you a few abilities and they throw you right into uh, what I think is main story missions. I don't know. They didn't really clarify if these were side missions or main missions or what that you were doing. But the, the beta had like maybe five or so. Is it three or four? main story missions and uh, one section you could free roam and then one uh, stronghold which would be the equivalent of a, a MMO dungeon or a strike from destiny or you know that sort of thing <clears throat> not a whole lot to do in the demo but enough to really get a good taste test you know I actually prefer it this way I don't want to see too much um all I really needed to know was uh, the main reason I wanted to try it. I just wanted to see how it felt, how it played, to really solidify my, my purchase. And I think the demo accomplished that. So, yeah. Um, what I liked about it, uh, visually, I loved the... Uh, well, visually, it's kind of all over the place. Um I'm trying to give Bioware the benefit of the doubt it being a beta. It was really buggy. Um, everything you heard about the bugs and the graphical hitches and the performance, especially on the Xbox One, um, really, really bad. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt it being a beta um, that they'll clean a lot of that stuff up by the time the game releases. Um, yeah. But it's not pretty on the performance end. But on an aesthetic front, uh, the way a lot of the weapons look, all of the javelins, um, the environments, the flight, the animation, combat animation, ability animations, the explosions when you do combos, the, the effects of abilities and alts and all of that stuff, all it's just visually, I just I love the game. Um, if you didn't know. I love mechs. I love like Armor Core and uh, Evangelion and uh, Pat Labor and Robotech and, you know, all of that stuff. I love that stuff. So, yeah, these kind of mechs are like right up my alley. That's kind of what I consider them. So, I love that shit. So, aesthetically, I was very much sold on the game. And it being mechs and whatnot, um, basically like Iron Man suits. If you get a few different Iron Man suits, it's also one of my favorite subgenres, which is the looter shooter. Um, and I've I've loved this genre since like I don't know if Borderlands was the first one, but I've I've kind of loved this genre since the first one. It sort of falls in line with like that uh, Diablo esque, you know, torchlight. Uh, Titans Quest, you know, uh, those style of games. Very similar, but um, a shooter, you know. I've always liked this genre. 
since Borderlands again. Um, so immediately I'm sold on the idea Anthem. And th- th- this is all pluses, you know. I love Bioware. You know, I've loved Bioware since, what, nice, the first Nice Old Republic? And I pretty much liked all of their games since. They haven't really had any duds with me. Andromeda was kind of a... Uh, Andromeda was kind of sketchy, but I still enjoyed it more than I hated it. And that wasn't really Bioware proper, right? That was that was their B team or whatever. Um, main team was working on Anthem. So, yeah, I was pretty much sold on this game before I actually played it. And the beta just sort of solidified that. that yeah, I do want to play this. All I really need is like maybe one or two people to play with and I'm good to go. Um, but with that said, uh, a lot of it is still up in the air. A lot of it is still up for speculation. Like, is the performance going to turn out okay? Um, are they going to work out the bugs? And what I mean by performance, I should probably elaborate on that. Like the frame rate can sometimes get a little messy, um, there was a real problem in the free, mainly in the free roam modes with enemies just disappearing out of nowhere. Like right in the middle of you fighting them, they would just disappear, which was really bad, really jarring. Um, what's another one? Mid-mission loading screens, like right in the middle of you playing. There's one tunnel in particular in the open world, and if you played the beta, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you hit it in the main mission, like or the first mission that you do pretty quickly. They actually they actually go through this tunnel and the game loads like immediately. <laughs> so you go from loading into the mission and then you fly to this spot to like this tunnel to go through it and then there's another loading screen and it's just really jarring to have a loading screen mid-mission. There's also a loading screen if like um if you have a squat wipe and everybody dies, like it reloads. Which is fucking weird. It doesn't. It doesn't just restart and respawn you from like a checkpoint. Um, when you're in the first person, like uh, I don't know what they call it, like the story mode, uh, you experience in the story. That that first person town. I forget the name of the town. Um, when you go to check your loadout and to switch things around and things like that, uh, your armory or whatever. When you go into it, there's load screen there. So <laughs> it's like, goddamn. Um, hopefully, hopefully a lot of that stuff could be ironed out by launch, but yeah, it's just a lot of load screens, man. A lot of load screens. Um, and yeah, the frame rate stuff can get really bad, really ugly on Xbox one, like really ugly, especially like if you're doing like a stronghold and you playing with three other people and it's a bunch of turrets shooting at you and. That's another thing I should touch on, too, is the enemy AI. Um, it's kind of weird. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah, when there's a bunch of effects going off and ultimates and abilities and, you know, combo explosions, this uh, specifically affects the Xbox One more, the base Xbox One. I don't know how it is on the X. Um, the frame rate just tanks, man. Like, it, like it just cannot handle what's going on. <clears throat> Which makes it really hard to decipher uh, 
if you play in a particular class, like I was playing an Interceptor when I played it on a, on Xbox, which is like the roguish, like uh, melee-based class that they have. And I got to get in close and fight a bunch of enemies, you know. Can't have a frame rate fucking off there because I got seemingly everything shooting at me. So I need to be able to decipher what's going on. It just makes it really hard to see, you know, clarity-wise. It's really hard to see. And, uh, yeah, enemy at enemy ai is weird like they they're not that hard to deal with at least in the normal mode and the hard mode that i try stronghold um not that hard to deal with but they are strangely accurate and they will pinpoint like it seems like they'll i don't know if it has an aggro or amenity system i guess it would because of the colossus abilities he has like a taunt but even when I was playing on like the, uh, the Ranger, it seems like sometimes like everything would target just me, you know, like every enemy in the stronghold. And I'm playing with three other people. They would all just lock on to me. And um, it's really weird, like because you have to deal with a lot of snipers and they'll be in like they put them in cool positions. So you have to fly over there to deal with them. Um, and of course, if you're dealing with snipers and you have the ability of flight and you could. You can traverse the environment how you want to. Naturally, you're going to think, okay, let me break line of sight, you know, to avoid these sniper shots or dodge appropriately um, if you're not on a Colossus because he can't fucking dodge. That fucking thing needs a buff, I think. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Um, sometimes when you break line of sight, it doesn't matter. Like, the enemy snipers will still be trained on you when you break line of sight. So, so you break line of sight, right? And then when you come back into line of sight, they still know exactly where you at. And they'll like shoot at you like immediately. Super fucking annoying. Um, I think something should be done about that. Like when you break line of sight, they should maybe have to re... Uh, I don't know how AI and sniping ability works, but I think maybe they should have to realign their shot. Because... You know, most most AI snipers in games, you know when they're trained on you and you get like a second or two to react. And within that second, you can either dodge or get in the cover, right? And then once you do that in most games, it resets and you can inch a little bit closer and they train on you and you get in the cover and, you know, you do the dance of dodging the snipers. But in this game... <laughs> They fucking just stay trained on you, even when you break line of sight. So it's really weird to fly all the way around a fucking mountain. And and when you immediately when you come around that bend back into their sight, they shoot right at you. It's just really annoying, especially if it's more than one and they're all shooting at you. Um, and that wouldn't that wouldn't be that much of a problem if you didn't get uh, stunned so much. Like you get you get stunned a lot, like knocked out of flight. And like uh, your movement gets stopped, um, which is kind of shitty. So yeah, I think there should be a few changes to that. There, there should maybe be like some sort of like poise stat where like you don't move when you get shot, or maybe you only get stunned if your entire shield breaks or something like that. Um, because the freedom of movement is probably the best thing about this game, outside of the abilities being really cool. And the abilities like comboing off 
off of each other, like Mass Effect, in really cool ways, uh, the movement really sells this game. So to have that hampered, um, at least on normal and hard modes, now I can see if you're playing like a mat, what do they call it? I think they call it Master Rank or something like that. Their hardest mode, they have like three levels of, of Master Class. I forget the actual name of it. Um, in that mode, I can understand it being a little bit more strict, but on normal, you know, I should be able to move around a lot more freely. So that was kind of weird. Um, what else? Uh, a lot of disconnects. A lot of disconnects, which is like, you know, that's I'm not I'm not tripping off that. That's like every beta, uh, every every online only game has problems its first week, probably even its first two weeks. You know, it doesn't matter if it's Final Fantasy 14, <laughs> you know, Stormblood had a, had a bunch of issues at launch where people could not do the people couldn't do the main story quest. We could all log in. OK, but we couldn't play the main story. Um, the division had login problems when it first came out. Um, I don't really remember the original Destiny. I think it went pretty smooth. But um, yeah, for the most part, most games have problems. Day one, week one, week two. Well, I say like day one to three, and then the first weekend when everybody really buckled down to play. That always that always fucks up. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not tripping off disconnects just yet. Um, you got to give that, you kind of have to give that a couple weeks for that shit to, you know, chill out. And the people to, for people to stop just spamming, trying to log in. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, my other, my other main concern would be in-game. Which I'm also not really tripping off of because, look, a lot of people on the internet are like really worried about the end game. I and I am too to a certain extent, um, but not that much because, again, I give them a little leeway for this being this this game basically being their 1.0. This is the first version of. Bioware's first time trying a game like this. They're not going to get everything right. And almost no game gets in-game right its first time out. Um, a lot of people like to compare this game to Destiny. Destiny was super anemic when it first came out. I'm talking about the original Destiny. Um, super anemic on things you could do once you hit the max level. Paper thin. And even if you want to compare it to Destiny 2, which was Destiny 2 was not the first Destiny game, okay? And it still had problems with content and in-game and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So, and they were there, and they were in their fucking, there were how many expansions in and on their second game? And they still fucked it up, you know, same thing with The Division and... Same thing with Warframe when it first came out. Really unfair to compare it to Warframe because, what, Warframe is how many years in now? Like six or seven? Maybe even more than that. So, yeah, we should maybe give them, you know, give them a year, give them a year, year and a half. 
before we really start complaining about there being nothing to do in the end game. You know, they got to worry about the launch and the campaign and a few things in the game that they already have already. And they also have to collect data. They have to see what kind of modes people like. They have to see, you know, what kind of things people gravitate to, what they like doing. Um, so I'm not tripping too much off of that. Um, because a lot of games struggle with it at first, you know. Uh, the Division, Diablo 3, when it first came out. You know, the list goes on and on. Final Fantasy XIV, Realm Reborn, you know. Bunch of games struggle with in-game stuff when it first launches. So, yeah, we should maybe give them time on that. But, uh, yeah, man, all, all in all, um, I really liked it. I like all of the classes that I've played so far. I avoided playing a storm, which is like the basically the mage class, because that's probably the one I'm most interested in. I wanted to save something for full release, so I tried the fat boy first. Um, I liked him, the Colossus. He's he sucks at first though, like when you first try him, because the classes are actually very different, and he doesn't he doesn't have a dash. <laughs> and I'm all about mobility in games like, uh, especially in Mass Effect, because this plays so much like Mass Effect. Um, I'm all about mobility in that game, moving around and, and spamming abilities. He can't really play like that because his dash button pulls out a shield, which is not a very durable shield. Like, it can maybe eat one and a half sniper shots <laughs> before they completely through that, chew through that thing. And he doesn't have like a like an energy shield. He just has his manual shield and health. Now he has a lot of health, but even in the normal stronghold, the enemies will just chew through that shit like super quickly. So almost immediately when I first tried the Colossus, um, I died like almost instantly <laughs> because I tried it in a stronghold first. Um, so at first he seems really underpowered, but It's too soon to say. I shouldn't make a knee-jerk reaction like that. I don't know how the abilities are going to pan out. Because he does have really strong specials. Like, I was, like, one-shotting one turrets and stuff like that. Um, and, like, their equivalent of, like, elite-level enemies. I, I was able to take them out in, like, one or two shots. But I had to play him more, more like a cover shooter, almost. I had to really take my time. and Whereas with the... Uh, with the Ranger, I could just zip around and fly around all over the place like Iron Man and deal with deal with shit that way. And then the other class I played, which I like the most so far, is the uh, the Interceptor, which was just absolute absolute just destruction. You just spam melee abilities and combo off of other people's primers, and he gets a, a a three part wave dash, and he can triple jump, and he's all about movement, and I love that shit. I love that shit. I don't really like his ultimate, though. It's like a melee-based alt, which I think is... Here's the thing about melee classes. I don't know how viable that will be once enemies start really hitting harder. Um, that might become a problem. So I don't know how he's going to play out come endgame just based off of other games. You know, like when... Because generally what happens is when you get to endgame... 
you can no longer just run up and melee shit in these games or kill them, kill things with shotguns or things like that because you get killed so fast, you know, in like raid like environments. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, man, all in all, uh, I am with it. I'm more, I'm definitely more positive than negative. Uh, especially when it pertains to the rest of the internet in this game. People just seem to really want this game to fail. I don't know if it's EA or Bioware, Mass Effect Andromeda, or what. Maybe people are just tired of looter shooters, but motherfuckers have been after this game. Like, the hate train was strong on almost every message board. Um, people are just going at this game tough. Which is uh, kind of weird to me. Like, people really hate EA that much. Like, this is still a Bioware game, guys. Like, relax. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was that was Anthem. At least for now. Uh, you'll definitely be hearing more about Anthem from me in the coming weeks when it comes out. Unfortunately, I'll be getting it on PlayStation, so I won't get to play on the 15th like everybody else. We gotta wait. Which is fucking stupid. Um, I, you would think EA would have learned their lesson from the uh, Battlefield 5 launch, which had like four or five different release dates. They're doing that shit again with Anthem. I don't know why. That's really, really silly. But uh, yeah, that is the, 20, is it the 20th or the 22nd. I don't really remember. But uh, yeah, you'll be hearing more about that game in the coming weeks. All right, y'all, we about almost 30 minutes in now. I'm going to go ahead and y'all know the drill. Take this first break, come back, and talk about this goddamn fan fest. All right, be right back. All right, let's get into this second segment. Uh, again, thanks for listening, people. I didn't say it already. Thanks for listening. Uh, okay, so Final Fantasy fourteen. Shadow Shadowbringers. Let me say Shadowbreakers. Uh, European Fan Festival in Paris was uh, this past weekend. I completely forgot about it, and I got to turn the TV down. There's a remote over here watching some Dragon Ball Z matches, Z fighters. Anyway, um, the uh, European Fan Fest which I didn't even know it was going on. I guess I was all distracted by the Anthem beta because I was really looking forward to that shit. Completely forgot about the Final Fantasy XIV Fan Festival in Europe where they revealed a bunch of new shit. Uh, the first thing that I saw, because I got to the news kind of late, was um, the, extended, the extended teaser, like CGI trailer. Um, and I guess... From what I heard, this isn't the trailer that we saw this weekend is still not the full trailer, so there's gonna be more. Uh but yeah, basically it was pretty much the same trailer as we saw last time, a couple months ago. Um with you know, Thancred uh protecting some some young girl, we don't know who she is, and he's you know, wielding the gun blade, and then we see the warrior of light, he's fight he's fighting some I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, looks like an angel of some sort. 
um, and he's going through all of the classes that he was in all of the previous trailers. You know, that old trailer that we saw a couple months ago. We only we pretty much only got two new scenes with that. Um, the first scene was uh, uh, what's his name? I forget that guy's name. Him and Yastola. They're like surrounded by fire and I guess they're talking about how the current warrior light is no longer with them. They're all alone and he, he doesn't call her Yastola. He calls her Matoya and it looks like she has a, a, a job change. She looks more like a black mage now than her typical white mage. And from what she says, it sounds like the Hero of Light is missing. The Hero of Light being our player character. Um, so if he's not around, maybe this whole theory about us traveling to different shards or whatnot, maybe that theory is, is, is true. Because if he's not around, you know, because he's been pretty much with Estola since, you know, the beginning of 2.0. I don't know much about 1.0, but. The main character, our player character, has been with Yashtola since the beginning, you know, so since like the like the fourth or fifth main story quest, she's been the homie. So for him to be gone, he, uh, he has to be somewhere else, right? Uh, or maybe he's just in, in Garland. Who knows? Anyway, that was one of the new parts of the trailer. And then we got uh, an extended part with uh, the part with Thancred and the young girl. A lot of people were like speculating that the young girl was Mephilia, and it was, um, which is like, I don't know if it's further evidence of maybe we're, we're traveling to different shards or whatnot, because maybe this is Mephilia from a different uh, universe. Um, who knows? Or maybe there's some time travel fuckery going on. That would be nice. Maybe we can get a time mage as a job. <laughs> But yeah, those were the two, uh, basically the two new scenes in the trailer. We also got a date uh, at the end of the trailer, July 2nd, with early access being like, what, like a week earlier. Um, so yeah, the, the official release, July 2nd, 2019. Not too far off. Not too far off. And um, of course they said, of course they, they hinted at we'll be getting more uh, information at the final fan fest before, you know, Stormbringers launches proper, which is the Japan, the Japan fan fest. I think it's in March, like March 20th or something like that. Um, not that far away. We'll get some more info. Um, but they actually like revealed a lot. Like we got the first class reveal or job rather the, uh, gun breaker. The, uh, I think that's the name of it. Probably should have wrote all, all of this now. Yeah, Gunbreaker, which is the Gunblade class. Um, Gunbreaker is probably a better title than Gun <laughs> Gunblader or whatever the fuck. Uh, but yeah, I was happy to hear that it's actually a tank class. I'm happy to hear that. Because um, not only did we need more tank classes, we needed we need to make tanking as appealing as possible. Um, We had a <laughs> we had our best shot with Dark Knight, but um, it it started off okay, but it didn't pan out too well over the course of uh 
over the course of the last expansion. Um, and we didn't get a new tank class in the last expansion, which kind of, you know, with every new expansion, people want to play the new classes. So I'm glad that the new tank class, very smart on their part to not only make everybody wants to play with a fucking gun blade, so let's make it a tank class. Um, so just more steps to making tank cla tank classes that much more appealing. So maybe more people will try it. So maybe my goddamn ninja queue times won't be so long. <laughs> but uh yeah I'm glad it's a tank class plus I'm I'm personally interested in playing, I like playing tanks so yeah I'm like cool sweet um as far as the other jobs go um they said there will be multiple new jobs so at least one more reveal uh I don't I don't know if we'll ever get three again that would be crazy if we got three new jobs. Um, but yeah, at least one more. And I'm hoping that the next job that they reveal is a healer. Because healers and tanks kind of got shafted last expansion. We got two DPS. And we got two of the most appealing DPS being Red Mage and uh, Samurai. Everybody wanted to fucking play Samurai. Uh... It seems like bladed DPS classes, anybody using like a sword, those are the most popular MMO classes. Sword, sword dude, DPS is always the most played <laughs> in almost every MMO. So fucking everybody wanted to play Samurai. So yeah, I'm hoping the next class, the next job to be revealed will be a, a healer. Um, now I don't heal myself. I'm not that good at it, but it would be cool for, you know, everybody else and for dedicated healers that like playing those classes to, to, you know, show them some love. This has been a whole expansion. I think it's time. Um, what else did they reveal besides multiple new jobs? We didn't actually, well, at least I didn't pick up on it. Maybe some somebody else did. Maybe the community has at large, but I didn't get any other hints. They didn't seem to drop any more hints of the potential new jobs. Um, I didn't see anything. It usually, Yoshi P usually gives us really obvious hints with like a t-shirt or something he'll say, you know, pertaining to the new job that we're going to get, but nothing this time. Um, so the gunbreaker job will maybe start at level 60. Uh, now I don't know how I feel about that. Level 60 is like a lot of skills to start off with. You don't exactly know what they do. I mean, it's not terrible. It's better than starting at level 1, like from complete scratch. Um, but it makes the uh, it makes the learning experience a little like jarring. Um, now, me personally, I can I can acclimate pretty quickly. It's not that hard to figure this stuff out, but uh, it is a little weird, like, sometimes, like, in the most negative way. Because I remember when, when Red Mage came out, and I, what, did those start at level 50? I'm remembering it right. I was, like, super confused on how to play Red Mage. And it's actually, like, one of the simplest fucking classes in the game. I just, something about it just wasn't clicking because I didn't have that natural level and progression. Um, 
Now, this is just like a personal like suggestion. How I was hoping they would do it from here on out is like, okay, so the job the jobber class starts out at level one, right? And you you'll get maybe like four or five abilities at first, and um, they can maybe do with every uh, job quest. You'll get you'll gain like 15, 10 or fifteen levels, and that job quest will be pertaining to teaching you how to use those skills. So let's say uh, Gunbreaker level one, you have five skills. And then by the time you complete the first job quest, you'll be at level 15. And then you have a handful of new abilities. You do the next job quest, you'll, you're level 30 now, you know, and you can do all of the job quests back to back to back. So it's still super quick and you're leveling, but you still have time to learn what the abilities do. Instead of getting this, instead of getting one large info dump, you know, you can maybe get a handful of abilities, jump into a dungeon queue after you do the job quest, see how that works, get a feel, for, get a feel for it, and then you know, do the next job quest, get a handful of more abilities, gain a few more levels, have access to way more dungeons now because you know you, you jump 15 levels, and you know, just I think that would be a lot smoother. Um, and but you would still have that if you don't if you want to opt out of you know learning it slowly you can just do all of the job quests back to back and get to like level 60 in like 30 minutes or whatever you know um i think that would be a lot better um as a way of as a way of easing people into it and it would give it would give new players the option of well i guess that will i guess that will fuck things up if they wanted to a new player could level to could level to sixty like extremely quick, but I guess that's no different than selling like a. Uh, I guess that's no different than like selling like a jump to level sixty scroll or whatever whatever the hell they have now. Um, so yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Um, I think that would be a cool way to do it. Anyway, back to the fan fest. Um, yeah, went over Gunbreaker. Multiple new jobs. Uh, the level cap is level 80 now, so 70 to 80. Of course, we're getting uh, class re or job revamps, ability changes, re reworks, retoolings, all of that good stuff. Um, now, hopefully, like, hopefully the Dark Knight gets a good look. Well, it's been a while since I've played. I don't know how everything... Is stacked up right now, but the last time I played, the Dark Knight wasn't in a good place. The Machinist has never been fun to play, in my opinion. Um, I can't comment on the uh, healer jobs. Um, who else? Who else needed a good look? I think Dragoon kind of needed a. Like the Dragoon is strong, it's fine or whatever, but I felt like a lot of his cool new abilities in Stormblood was like they had a real long wind-up time before you could use any of their cool new shit. You know, you kind of had to be in like a long fight. <laughs> and most dungeon fights, like most trash pools, are not that long. So you don't really get to pull off any of your cool shit in like quick succession. You know, you need like kind of like a minute 
two minute long fight, which is mostly only boss fights. Um, so they were kind of in a weird position. Uh, Ninja, who was who was pretty much perfect. Ninja was perfect. Samurai was really good. Uh, Bard, phenomenal. I hope y'all don't fuck up Bard. Bard was in a really good place. Um, Warrior, of course. Paladin was actually fucking fun to play. So, yeah. Hopefully they don't, <laughs> with the retooling, they don't fuck any of these classes up. Oh, Summoner. Uh, I think Summoner needs some of its complexity back. I think they oversimplified Summoner. So, yeah. Just some thoughts on classes. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. we got a, They revealed a new Beast Tribe called the Pixies. Um, okay, that was really loud. <laughs> Over here watching the quarterfinals. It's getting pretty high. Anyway, yeah, the new Beastman tribe, the Pixies. They look like Pixies, as you would imagine. Uh, and you know what every new beast, Beastman tribe, we get a new Primal. So they revealed a new Primal. Uh, is it Titania? Was that her name? I wasn't really paying attention at that point. My bad, y'all. Um, it's going to be a new Primal fight. She doesn't really look that evil, so that's interesting. They talked a little bit about uh, the whole... It's going to be like a, a ongoing story and quest line of uh, rebuilding at uh, Ishgard, which I think is really cool. Um, because, you know, Ishgard got totally wrecked in fucking uh, Heaven's Ward, and it's in shambles. And I guess over multiple patches, we're going to be doing story-related quests to rebuild the city. And we're actually going to see this progression over the course of uh, over the course of the next few uh, updates after the expansion. So that should be cool. I'm actually really looking forward to that. Um, Ishgar being one of the, one of the cooler cities in that game. They touched a little bit on the, uh, NPC trust system, how you're going to be able to bring, uh, NPC party members into dungeons and, you know, do certain quests with them and things like that. Maybe you'll be able to, maybe you'll be able to queue, in their, in their dungeon queues with NPCs, which could which could be cool, which could really cut down on queue times if you want to play like a DPS class or whatever. That could be cool. Um, sounds like you can bring who you want to. I don't know how you build trust or whatever, but that should be an interesting system. Um, it'll make leveling a lot easier. Solo queuing is DPS anyway. Okay, now this was the big one. This was kind of out of left field. Um... They talked about the new 24-man raid, which seems really fucking weird and out of left field. Uh, they brought they brought out Yoko Taro, or they didn't bring him out, but they revealed that he was one of the collaborators. And if you guys don't know who that is, it's like the main producer from Near Automata, right? Square Square Enix's hit smash hit. Uh, RPG from what is it? It's been like two years now, um, which seems to really be resonating with, you know, just gamers from all over and anime heads and people just really, really like near. Um, it, it, it was a dope game. It was really, really out there. Strange in the best way possible. Um, 
but yeah, they revealed that the next 24 man raid is going to be, it's called your hot dark apocalypse. And it's going to be a near crossover with final fantasy 14. Like what? Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> not that I'm complaining, but goddamn, that's completely out of left field. They did hint that it would like, as far as like excitement goes and hype for the community, it was going to, it was going to rival the, uh, return to Ivalice. And, uh, yeah, I kind of think it did. That's pretty. That's out there, you know. Kind of a, kind of an out there collaboration. I don't, I don't know how they're gonna justify that, story wise. But who gives a fuck? You're getting near and, and Final Fantasy crossover, and I'm all with it. I'm down with that. Um, they revealed the uh, the Vera race, um, which is apparently all the only all female race. Um, now I guess in Final Fantasy lore, uh, I'm not, I'm not like a lore master or anything, but I guess, uh, and I saw this in a Mr. Happy video. He was saying that apparently there are, uh, male Vera, but they're supposed to be more violent and savage or something like that. Something along those lines. I don't know if I've ever actually seen a male Vera in anything Final Fantasy. Like, I don't know of any male Vera characters or. Uh, yeah, that will be interesting, I guess, if the new race is only female. Um, that also kind of fucked up, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, they revealed the Vera. There's like a short uh, YouTube video showing off their animations, their run animations, their walk animations, their emotes and things like that. So, yeah, we get a new, we get a new playable race. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it or at least that's all i remember there's a few more minor details like they showed off a lot of the new zones um i didn't really want to see any of that stuff so i didn't really want to pay any attention to it because i kind of want to kind of want to experience that uh kind of want to go in blind seeing the zones and whatnot um but yeah all in all man really 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 good good event showed off a lot revealed a lot just enough to get me hype again. Um, and I'm with it, man. I'm, I'm all in. Still my favorite MMO. Currently, and really the only Final Fantasy game in the past two generations to get me, like, to make me feel some sort of way about it. To make me still feel like I could maybe still love Final Fantasy. It's only this game holding it down, though. Everything else has been kind of trash. Um, but you'll hear more about that in my, my upcoming Final Fantasy uh, episode, <laughs> which is still uh, that's still coming. But uh, yeah, Final Fantasy 14 is the only one to make me still feel like a fucking teenager and shit. When I see the trailers, I still get hype and. It's just the right kind of nostalgia, you know, callbacks, fan service, all of that good stuff. It's the best Final Fantasy game, y'all. Like, just fucking try it out. Like, if you haven't already and you like Final Fantasy or if you're a lapsed Final Fantasy fan, just fucking try the shit. Like, you get a free trial. Um, the base game is, like, mad cheap now. 
I even think the base game is like free if you have Twitch Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime. So, yeah, maybe look into trying that shit out for yourself because that game is that game is phenomenal. Now, granted, like a Realm Reborn is a little rocky, but once you get to Heaven's War, man, the first expansion, it's like it's all good. It's like it's like prime Final Fantasy. It's if all Final Fantasy was of this high caliber, I would still be like a crazy fanboy for the shit. Um, but uh, yeah, more on that to come. All right, y'all. Uh, twenty-two minutes again. Y'all know what it is. I will be right back, and I'll uh, get into some rumors and some news and whatnot later. Or in the next segment. All right, y'all. Be right back. All right, welcome back, people. Segment three of the Shadow Falls podcast. Uh, room, uh, rooms, rumors, news, all of that jazz. Uh, I didn't do a whole lot of, of digging on this, so bear with me. Um, I guess the first thing I wanted to talk about is the uh, is it Metro uh, Exodus? The whole controversy with that. So. Apparently, the Metro uh, developers, well, not the developers, the publishers, really, they made a deal with Epic to put, and this is mainly the PC version, this pertains to the PC version, uh, Metro Exodus, the latest in the Metro series, they uh, they switched storefronts, right? So it was going to be on Steam, and they had a bunch of, I don't know if they had a bunch of pre-order incentives or whatnot, but they had a deal with Steam was going to release on Steam. I'm sure more than a few people pre-ordered it on Steam. And then at the last minute, well, seemingly seemingly the last minute, they switched to the, to the Epic Store. Um, and it's no longer going to be available on Steam. And of course, the community is in an uproar over that because all PC gamers love Steam. And they're never willing to give any other storefront a shot. <laughs> I get it. I understand it. You don't want to have a bunch of multiple accounts for a, bu- a bunch of multiple things. But yeah, anyway, uh, one of the developers took to Twitter to defend himself and defend the game. Well, let me back up. What happened after that was, of course, with all the outrage, gamers uh or a small percentage of gamers, I should say, started to review bomb the old Metro games on like Metacritic and, you know, the, all of the aggregate sites. They started to just review bomb the game, giving it zero, the old games rather, giving them zeros out of 10 and all this childish behavior. You know how these fuckers act when they don't get what they want. Um, and one of the developers, you know, I, I forget the guy's name. Um, he took to Twitter to defend himself and defend, you know, de- defend his fellow co-workers and the products that they put out. Um, and was pretty much just standing up for himself. And people, customers, gamers, they got, like, angry about that, that he wasn't for the bullshit. Like... Now, I'm not 100% on anybody's side with this sort of thing, but, like, come on, y'all. Like, come on. Like, the game switched storefronts. 
it went from Steam to Epic. Okay, that sucks. Um, that's one. That's one other thing you have to deal with when you're trying to buy the game now. It's not a huge deal. I don't consider it a huge deal, personally. Um, I mean, it's it, it, what? How long does it take to make a new account? Like, it's a minor inconvenience if you care about the game and you want to play it and if you're the type of person to pre-order a game or to buy a game day one, this is like a, this. This should be a very minor thing. Um, and I want to just say this: uh, gamers are weird, man, because they claim to be so passionate about this stuff, but they don't really care about the people making the games, which is kind of weird. Like, if you care about the game, you should probably care about the people making it. And that's, and I'm not saying take whatever shit they throw at you. That's not what I mean. But who knows what went into who knows what went into this deal. Maybe they needed it to happen. Maybe they needed to offset some of the cost of the game to, you know, maybe Epic paid for it. Maybe they needed that money. We don't know. All that should matter to you is uh how much of an inconvenience is it to buy the game on the Epic Store? Shouldn't be that big of a deal if you was gonna buy it day one anyway, right? It's still coming out on PC. It's not like it's not coming out at all. So, um, yeah. And like I said, if you care about the game or if you want the game to do well and you want the game to be good, then you have to sort of you have to meet people halfway sometimes. You know, if you want to play Uncharted or The Last of Us or any Naughty Dog game kind of have to buy a sony machine right you can't you can't play it on xbox and get mad that it doesn't come out on xbox you know you you have to go through the inconvenience of getting another console like and and making another username and password and another account to the epic store that's like a that's a minor minor inconvenience for a game that you supposedly were already interested in i don't understand i don't understand all of the outrage not being being upset that you got to do this, understandable. Being outraged and review bombing their old games and like trolling them and you know downvoting their videos and all of this childish stuff, like that I don't get. You know, doxing people and fucking uh, giving EA, you know, making sure that EA wins the worst company in America and like really EA the worst company in America as opposed to like something like Bank of America or <laughs> or Walmart or like oh like gamers they just they, they have such they have such limited scope man when it comes to like real problems like what are y'all complaining about man why are you so mad about it like it's no wonder that people don't like gamers like and they constantly ridiculed ridiculed and made fun of is because of childish shit like this it's just it's really silly man this is like grow up y'all get over it it's a game and if you like the shit support it <laughs> you know it's really simple and if you don't like the shit or if you mad with a or if you upset with a decision that they made or maybe even mad you know then don't buy the shit don't pre-order it don't you don't got to dox people and fucking go on people's personal Twitters and harass them and 
download their old games that you already bought anyway. It's like, stop being a fucking weirdo, man, and grow up. Like, it's... <laughs> and get over yourself. Like, come on, man. Like, it's, it's other shit going on. Like, real shit to be this mad about some games. Like, EA, the worst company in America. Like, word? Really? Like, <laughs> all right, y'all. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, speaking of EA, uh, two things with them. This is the first thing I want to talk about. Uh, yeah, EA and their sales expectations for Anthem. Um, now, the game comes out this month in February. They expect the game to sell five to six million copies by March 31st. I don't know, y'all. That seems kind of high. That's a high expectation for one month. You know, half of 10 million in, in one month? I, I don't know. With that game's word of mouth, I don't think that's going to happen. Not trying to be all doom and gloom, but people just don't seem that interested. <laughs> um, now, I, you know, we've all seen this happen before where, where people sort of uh, dogpile on a beta and shit on the game, especially like message board. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, message boards and forums and things like that is very different than like the common consensus. Because I remember back when um, what was it? Uh, Ghost Recon, Ghost Recon Wildlands was coming out, and message boards were like. And I was in agreement. I was like, this game is fucking boring. Like, you know, and people didn't seem that interested. But when it came out, it was one of the best selling games of the year. You know, so a lot of times what's going on on forums doesn't align with what's going on in reality. So I don't know. Maybe Anthem will do gangbusters. Who knows? But currently, from my end of things, it doesn't look like it's going to sell quite that much. But uh, yeah, that's just my thoughts on that. Five or six million copies in one month. That seems a little egregious. Uh, more on EA sales and whatnot. Uh, so Battlefield 5. Looking for the thread here. On the message boards. Um, it says they sold like 7.5 million copies uh, since it came out. And it still didn't meet sales expectations. <laughs> So yeah, Battlefield 5, almost 10 million copies sold, and still not what they thought it was going to make. Now, I don't know if EA has crazy sales expectations, and they just want to make all of the money, but damn, that's that's a lot of copies sold for that game not to be considered a success. Like, that is a lot of copies, man. Holy shit. <laughs> um... Now, this is kind of old news, uh, but I wasn't really touching on shit in my past few podcasts. So, yeah, I'm sure you all heard by now the fucking Netflix, Resident Evil TV series. I guess it's greenlit. I guess it's going to happen. Um, and the Internet was like, yay, when I first heard about it. But I'm like, I don't know, y'all. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's being put together by the same people that did the movies. So, yeah, that's uh, no, 
Now look, I don't have a I don't have a serious problem with the Resident Evil movies. I think they're fucking silly and goofy. Um and they kind of jumped the shark right after the first movie. Like I thought the first Resident Evil movie was fine being being the first good a good uh replica or imitation of the first game. Um not everything was one to one, but who fucking cares? And the first Resident Evil game was fucking silly anyway. Resident Evil is silly. It's always been dumb. I'm sorry, y'all, but Resident Evil since the original was always supposed to be a B movie. Like, just go back and watch the original intros. It was always supposed to be silly and campy and I mean you fighting giant snakes and spiders and a fucking mutated shark and all of this dumb shit. It's been that way forever, right? So the movies don't really bother me uh, as much as they seem to bother, uh, and I'm using air quotes here, hardcore fans of the Resident Evil lore. Like that, like that's like sacred ground. <laughs> do, do motherfuckers not remember Cole Veronica with uh, Wester running on walls and doing Matrix shit, beating the shit out of Chris and Claire was a goddamn action star and what Resident Evil 3 you fight a goddamn helicopter like Jill there's a boss fight where you fight a helicopter completely ridiculous uh what Resident Evil 2 giant alligator in the sewer and yeah it's just it's always been fucking silly man so I don't understand the complaints um yeah so I'll definitely watch the TV series. I know it'll probably be shit or it'll start off okay and then go to shit by like episode 13, 10 or 13. And I'm okay with that. It's whatever. Resident, Sto- Resident Evil stories have always been shitty and shit. Um, that was never why we showed up. Or, or, or at least that's why I never showed up. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil Netflix. I wonder if the I wonder if the fucking uh, Legend of Zelda shit is still happening too, because it seems like Netflix is just since they lost Marvel, or since they're losing, they're gonna lose the Marvel shows. They're just gaming is gonna be the next fucking got The Witcher coming. You know, there's rumors of Zelda. We got Castlevania already. There's the DMC uh, Castlevania crossover rumor thing that's supposed to happen, and now you got Resident Evil. Uh, yeah, so they seem to be just grasping at, at game properties now. Um, they should maybe look into some better shit though. That would be that would make like that would make for better TV and better syndication. Why not more? Why not a game with like a good story, like like a Mass Effect game or Dragon Age or Witcher is a good one. That's a good pick. Um, yeah, you know. Maybe maybe something else. That's not so. Well, I guess you. I guess I guess it doesn't matter. Like Castlevania turned out pretty pretty well, so you could take. I guess you. I guess you can't apply a story to a game that does not have a great story, um, and make it work, or a game with a non-existent story, pretty much. Um, we'll see though. Keep your eyes out for for the fucking Resident Evil show. Uh, what else? 
uh, did I want to talk about? I don't think there was anything else. Just some, some various release dates. Uh, EA stock being down. A lot of doom and gloom with EA. Goddamn. Um, so I guess this weekend is the, uh, the Division 2 beta that I tried to get into. Um, but they're being real silly about beta codes and whatnot. I don't even know if they're going to do an open thing. They probably should. Um, I signed up for the private beta like way back at E3 last year when they said like, oh, sign up for beta. I signed up back then and they never sent me a code. And I'm like, well, first of all, I buy like every fucking Ubisoft game. I'm not saying I deserve a code, but like, come on, son. <laughs> like, come on. I signed up. I signed up almost a year ago. I buy every fucking Ubisoft game and I played the shit out of the first division. Like, But yeah, why I bring that up is like, they're being real cagey about just letting me try the game. And I'm like, and it seems like they want you to, they're trying to get customers to jump through all of these hoops to play their fucking beta. And I'm like, you're supposed to be selling this shit to us, not the other way around. Like, you should you should be wanting us to play the game as opposed to making us work to play it. It's like, come on, son. That shit is silly. Um, and I think from here on out, I am going to, well, I've never, I, I never really done it, but the whole concept of like paying for a beta, um, like a little, like snagging like a pre-order to just put, play the beta. I'm, I think I'm done with that shit because that's just totally backwards. Um, they should be asking us to play it as opposed to us asking to play it like that's completely backwards so yeah unless they send me a code i'm probably going to completely miss that beta because i am not pre-ordering that game i don't think i'm going to pre-order any game uh unless it's something like zelda smash brothers uh that's it man i don't <laughs> i think i'm done with the whole pre-ordering thing um Unless it's like a guaranteed absolute sale. Like, maybe I'll pre-order the uh, Final Fantasy XIV uh, Stormbringers. Maybe. I don't know. And and if I do pre-order, it'll be like the day before. The day before early access or whatever. I'm, I'll never... I'm not pre-ordering a year ahead, a month ahead, none of that shit. Like, nope. I'm done with that. If I pre-order, it'll be the day before the game comes out you know, the night the game comes out, or whatever, so, yeah, fuck all of that, like, that's just goofy, <laughs> alright, how long, how far along are we, almost 20 minutes in, uh, do I have anything else, no, I do not, um, oh yeah, the Apex Legends shit, I guess I, I could talk about, I played that, Apex Legends being, uh, Respawn Entertainment, the uh, Titanfall guys, Titanfall, Titanfall 2. Kind of a, a weird but awesome release. Uh, Apex Legends being a... What is it? A squad-based, hero-based <laughs> battle royale game. 
um, set in the Titanfall universe, I guess. Um, now, the cool thing about this game is there was like no, there was no build up, there were no trailers. I guess there was a few rump, uh, rumors, rumblings going about, but I personally didn't hear anything about it. It just sort of fucking just came out on Monday. Like, Respawn was like, oh yeah, this game is coming out. Um, Apex Legends. Like, it's out now. Like, it came out when they revealed it. Really, really fucking weird. Oh, and it's also free to play. Um, and yeah, I downloaded it on Monday. I tried one or two matches. Now, I have to preface this by saying I am fucking terrible at uh, Battle Royale games. Um, I don't have... I don't have the patience in this particular genre. I don't think I have the patience to ever be good at it because I don't like waiting around at shooters. I kind of like going and getting it. <laughs> uh, especially, even doubly so, since it's based off of Titanfall 2s. Uh, like it looks and feels like Titanfall 2. There's none of the wall running or none of that craziness. But it is very, uh, still a very mobile game. And my Titanfall 2 playstyle, which is a game I love, by the way, really underrated game, or I, I guess I should say underappreciated, because it reviewed really well, just nobody fucking bought it. Um, I play real aggressive in that game, really, really aggressive, like mad, like I'm just rushing you down the whole time, sink or swim, do or die, I'm rushing you down in that fucking game, and it just it doesn't seem to work in this uh, battle royale type setting. But it does it, it does have a few uh, cool things on its of its own, um, like because it's squad based, you get the opportunity to bring your team back when they die. So I can imagine this will be a really fun game to watch for people that like watching uh, battle royale games and streams and stuff like that. Like there will be some crazy comebacks with this uh, reviving mechanic because you have to wipe the whole squad to really kill them. There's always a chance that they can come back if they can get to a respawn beacon. Um, and that's a cool twist. That's a cool twist on the genre. But I don't think this particular genre is for me. So I play like maybe like four or five matches. And I think I got one kill like the whole time I played. So yeah, not really my idea of fun. Um, it is a good-looking game, though, and a good-performing game. Like, yeah, and kind of cool that it came out of nowhere. You don't really see shit like this anymore. Um, and I guess it's doing really well. Like, people are jumping on it and playing it like crazy. I see a lot of people on my friends list trying it out already. So that's cool. Um, a cool new thing that came out of nowhere. But the sad part is, is I think it killed Titanfall 3. I don't think Titanfall 3 is going to happen now, which sucks, because Titanfall 3 was kind of my jam. Um, I seem to always attach myself with these losing <laughs> the, the losing uh, shooters, man, or the competitive games that's just not going to go anywhere. I seem to always like those. You know? I thought PUBG looked cooler than, uh, than Fortnite. Uh, I thought Titanfall 2 was the best shooter of that year over Battlefield 1 and whatever fucking Call of Duty game we were on that year. I thought Titanfall 2 was the best. Nobody else thought so. Or at least the community the communities didn't think so. Um, yeah. 
that's just I guess I've just got weird taste. All right, y'all, that's another 20 minutes or 23 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and take off, get out of here, get on for honor and do these fucking dailies. Uh, I will be back in like, I don't know, maybe I'll take a maybe I'll take an extra week to get this Final Fantasy shit together. Um, hopefully in the meantime, uh, I'll be able to uh, play Kingdom Hearts. My friend said he's going to let me borrow it once he finishes it, so. That should be real soon. I have some impressions on Kingdom Hearts 3. Mad late to the party, I know, but I wasn't curious enough to buy the game. I got just enough curiosity to borrow it off of somebody. So <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. Um, I'm going to try and go into it like really, really like un I'm going to try to be as unbiased as possible going into it because I do not have high hopes. I think it looks pretty, but Whew. But all right, y'all, until then, yeah, I'll be back in like maybe a week, week and a half to drop that Final Fantasy shit. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm out, y'all. Take it easy.